Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger. Yeah, pranked. Bebop, you can't. You pranked. Bebop, I'm not pranked. I'm just. You pranked. You pranked. You pranked. Okay, all right. <laughs> you can't say you pranked, and then all of a sudden that is a prank. I can. I did. I will. You pranked. Okay, so this is obviously stemming from our episode last week, Prank Club, where maybe we were kind of getting each other back and forth, and you were a little upset that I knew what your prank was, and that I maybe upended it a little bit. You pranked. You pranked. Hey, Jonathan, actually, let me just ask you one question. Uh, sure, Bebop. Are you pranked? Okay, (laughs) alright. Well, let's just, uh... Let's put that aside for now. We have an episode to do. If you remember what happened in the last episode, Vale had been swallowed by a moonworm, and the explorers were going to try to get him out. And right as Foggy tried to kind of Heimlich Vale out of there, the moonworm kicked Foggy out and was about to eat the rest of the explorers. So what's going to happen in our new episode of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian Gazundite? Foggy backed up and got ready to fly at the worm again. But as soon as he took a step back, wham! The worm's tail flew up and flung Foggy over the explorers back out of the tunnel. "Uh Uh-oh, said Finn. The worm raised up its head and opened its mouth. Hey, guys, I think it's working. I see a little light up there, said Vale. And oh man, oh, the smell. Is that the worm? Or is that you guys? Finn dove to the right. Abigail grabbed Elias and jumped to the left. And the moonworm's giant mouth came crashing down. But empty. Vale, can you move at all? Said Finn, as he tried to move slowly toward the worm. Not really, said Vale. Except this kind of mucus in the worm's throat keeps pushing me down. So I guess that's kind of moving. Do you guys want to hear more about the mucus? No, thanks, yelled all three explorers at once. And the moonworm took another dive, this time at Abigail and Elias. The moonworm's jaw clamped down on Elias's foot and raised him into the air. Ah! shouted Elias. Oof, said Vale. What's going on out there? We just got shoved even faster down. Oh no, said Finn. The worm is making room. Foggy, if you're still functioning out there, we could use your help. Foggy was already on it. He soared back into the worm's cave and, quick as lightning, he had Elias in his arms. The robot shoved one foot against the worm's mouth and the moon creature flinched just enough to free Elias. The two flew down to the ground where Foggy picked up Abigail. You three, head back out into the tunnel, said Finn. What? You're coming with us, said Abigail. I agree, said Foggy. We must face this fiend together. 
My foot's asleep, said Elias. I have an idea, said Finn, but it won't work if the worm keeps eating my friends. Just go out there for a minute, and if my idea works, or I guess even if it doesn't work, well, you'll know. Foggy flew Abigail and Elias out of the cave, and Finn walked away from the wall out into the middle of the cavern. Okay, big guy, it's just you and me, said Finn. The worm's head loomed large over Finn. If there had been any light beside the small light of Finn's suit, it would have cast a deep shadow over him. The worm opened its mouth, and Finn saw that it had no teeth, just round red gums covered in a yellow mucus. Guys, said Vale, guys, please hurry up. I'm having trouble concentrating. Come on, said Finn. Come on. Uh, Finn, said Abigail, are you trying to get the worm to eat you? Sorta, he said. And with that, the worm reared back and dove at Finn. Finn pulled out a small mushroom that had been stuck to his boot from the other tunnel and held it up. As soon as the worm's face came close to the mushroom, the worm shrieked and shot back like Finn had a sword in his hand. Uh, what's happening out there? said Vale. Yes, I knew it, said Finn. He ran around to the side of the worm and climbed up on its back. He started shimmying up its writhing body toward its head. Finn, are you okay? said Foggy. He could see that his friends were rushing back into the cave. Yeah, said Finn. Just stay back. He climbed higher and higher until he was on top of the worm's head. Okay, he said. Fale, brace yourself. Finn took the mushroom and plunged it into the filthy nostril of the worm. The worm writhed and wriggled, and Finn fell to the side. Wait for it, yelled Finn. The worm brought its head back and, and, and... Sneezed. It sneezed. And sneezed again. I knew it, said Finn. Those mushrooms. The worm had never entered that tunnel. Why? Because it was allergic to those mushrooms. And if it's allergic to the mushrooms, that means just one more sneeze and Vale should be coming out right about now. Vale's head appeared protruding from the worm's right nostril. Ugh, said Vale. A little help here. Foggy flew up and pried Vale out of the worm's nostril. The worm, seemingly disgusted or exhausted from the effort, lay down on the cave floor. All right, said Vale. Chuck up another win for the Marlowe Laser Show. Pew pew! Is that what you named our team, said Abigail? The Marlowe Laser Show? You forgot to say pew pew, said Vale. His friends all said nothing. What? I had some time to think in there. Okay, let's get out of here, said Elias. We should get back up to the surface to prove we're the winners. We can't, said Abigail. Cymbeline is still in that worm, and the Shakespeare kids obviously aren't going to get her out. It's up to us. No one argued. Of course, they were going to have to do what was right. Foggy flew out of the tunnel and came back with an arm full of mushrooms. 
The smell was nearly unbearable, and the worm, in a matter of fifteen sneezes, finally coughed up Cymbeline. How come she got to go through its mouth, and I had to go through the nasty nostril? said Vale. Cymbeline lay on the ground. She looked like she was sleeping, but they could see from the rise and fall of her stomach that she was breathing. Let's get her and all of us out of here, said Finn. Foggy picked up Cymbeline, and the explorers all grabbed onto his shoulders and legs, and the robot flew them back up to the surface. When they landed on the moon's surface, they looked around, but there was no sign of Hamlet or the other Shakespeare kids. In fact, both the Shakespeare pod and the Marlowe pod were gone. Foggy placed Cymbeline on the ground. They're not here. Finn turned around. It was Juliana, the last one left. They took both your pods up to the Marlow, she said. They didn't think you would make it out of there, and I guess even if you did, they knew you would be occupied long enough so they could execute their final plan. And what's their final plan, said Finn. To take over the Marlow, said Juliana. And so why are you still here? said Finn. To make sure you can't stop them. All right. So, the Shakespeare kids left Cymbeline in the worm. And then, they left the moon to try to go steal the Marlowe. And Juliana is there to stop the Marlowe kids. Oh boy, what's going to happen? Well, we're just going to find out in next week's episode. Hope you guys are all doing great out there. We'll be back next Friday with a new episode, and we'll see do Finn and Juliana become friends again. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye-bye. Adventures of Fincast Music, Gen Z Kids Production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. For more great shows like this one, made by me and my partners, go to gzmshows.com. That's Gen Z Media, gzmshows.com. All of our shows are there. You can find a million great podcasts for you and your family. Thank you so much for sending in your art, your ideas, your sounds, everything. Love it so much. And we will be featuring all that stuff very, very soon. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Oh, yes, Jonathan. Oh, yes. In the words of the great philosopher Socrates. Yeah, pranked. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. 
And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.